Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our Lexi for today is apajos, apajos or lean. A profound Lexi for life, if you can live lean, you will, in my opinion, be balanced. Eat lean meats. If you're not a vegetarian and you do eat meats, eating with apajos choices will allow for protein without the cardiovascular risks. Lean into your commitments and well-being. Listen and face issues by speaking up. Your health is your business. Lean in on your options to live well. Stay lean. Move more than you sit. When your soma or body is apajos, you're at less risk for disease and depression. Apajos, a great metaphor to live hola cala. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos, the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroniki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. Emotions and fitness. How do these two correlate and can we work the two to our advantage? Let's find out with Nikki Graybill. Nikki, how are you? Welcome back. Hi, friend. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Really excited about this segment to talk about emotional fitness. But first, we need to let the whole world know uh, about your background. Instead of me doing the introduction, tell us a little bit about uh, your formal education with fitness. So, yes. So, um I have a bachelor's of science degree in health sciences. And um, from there, I started personal training and group fitness classes. And um, yeah, I just, uh, I think it's 16 years now uh, combined. And I taught anywhere from silver sneaker classes to indoor cycling classes to boot camps. Cardio yoga is my absolute love. And then right here in Florida, I'm teaching Orange Theory quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, it's it's my love. It's my passion. It's why I feel like I was born. I just love fitness and movement for sure. Born to do it. Motion is lotion. You're also a barefoot specialist and a Reiki level two practitioner yoga instructor. You've got a lot of certifications with a lot of experience. Uh, Before we dive into emotional fitness, yeah. What is cardio yoga? I'm not familiar with that term. So cardio yoga is a program that I have dived so deeply into in the last 10 years or more since 2009. 
Um, it is a fitness program that is based out on uh, barefoot principles and emotional. Uh, it's where barefoot fitness and emotions come together. Um, it's the creator of cardio yoga. Her name is Stacy Lee Krauss. She formed this program back in the early 2000s. And it's just become probably one of the most innovative, smartest formats of fitness that I've, I've come to see and know. Okay. We know that the... Okay. This is so exciting. There are so many different types of fitness for the folks that say, oh, I don't like to work out. I don't want to move. Hello, you have to move because if you don't, everything falls apart, gets stagnant, you get disease. We know that immobility and lack of movement will initiate st- you know, like disease and illness. So folks, we got to figure out how to move and enjoy it. But I think that's the key, Nikki, is enjoy it. You said that cardio yoga is you love it. It's your joy. So folks, before we talk about emotional fitness, think about which types of way you like to move, what brings you joy. I personally, Nikki, I love orange theory, but I also like hiking. I love hiking. I love being in the water. There's there's all, and I like to mix up my workouts. Maybe that's why I like orange theory. But anyways, I, I just wanted to throw that out there for all the folks listening that you have to move because if you want to stay healthy and well and vibrate, vibrant movement is critical. All right, now with my little soapbox I'm getting off my soapbox. What <laughs> had to throw that in there? What is emotional fitness? So emotional fitness, if you think about it, discomfort in the body affects our emotional state, and our emotional state affects the body. You can kind of see when when you're out and about, if someone is sad, their body language may be more rounding. Um, just their whole stance. You can just kind of see it in their body physically. Um, But emotional fitness is the diving deeper within. It's getting to know yourself just a little bit better and what not better way than to connect to your emotions through movement. That's that's what I feel emotional fitness is. Okay. When it comes to fitness... Why as a professional would you want to tap into the emotional side of things? Let's relate it to an actual professional workout or you working out with people or training them. So when I'm training people, you know, personally, I feel that fitness is just more than just the physical aspect. We can have 10, 10 packed abs. We can be as lean as we could get. We can lift all the weight, run all the marathons, train all the ways. But if we don't truly connect and process to how we're feeling on the inside, there's no amount of fitness movements that can you know, help you heal in the ways that you need to heal. There's no amount of fitness that's going to get you to that. You've got to dive deeper. You know what? I, you know what you're making me think about? You know, I, I don't know if it's considered fitness, but I love tap dancing. I love when that. I tap, yeah. Because you're moving your legs. It's it's like... <laughs> of course. I mean, why wouldn't you think it's... I mean, it's movement. You're getting your heart rate up. You're working coordination. No, I love that. But yeah. um, as a fitness professional, like I can, I can just... People listening to this, they're probably like, oh man, like tapping into our emotions can be a little bit uncomfortable and like scary, right? Like, right. you you know, using the way I see it is 
using the one hour time slot or whatever you have in your day, why don't we use it to our full advantage? Like back in the day, group fitness, I remember going into it like in high school, going to like the, you know, step aerobics back then. Um, you know, the the instructors would say, you know, whatever you're going through today, like just leave it at the door. Like you you can choose to pick it up if you want, but leave it at the door. Let's have let's have a great workout, which that's one great way of seeing it. But another way is, you know, what is going on in your life today? Why don't you bring it into this one hour workout and let's process it. Let's breathe through it. Let's physically move through your emotions so that when you leave, you're feeling even more open, more free. You're standing taller. You're standing lighter within yourselves. Like, you know, sometimes like even teaching like cardio yoga, there's there's been some moments, you know, people cry and that's okay. Crying doesn't have to be a bad thing. How many times have you had to like get yourself together because you didn't want to cry in front of somebody, you know, but holding on to emotions isn't helping either. So why not use that hour, you know, as a busy mom or, you know, working, you know, woman or male, whatever, whatnot. Um, why not use that, you know, together, blend it together. I think it's smart. You've piqued our interest and we've talked about emotions and movement through your trainings. Can you tell us more what you've learned over the years, Nikki, some important takeaways? Of course. Um, so over the years, we have dived in a whole lot when it comes to human emotions and, of course, movement. Um, I'll never forget a training in Mammoth Lakes, California that I did with Stacy Lee Krause. Um, it was the study of the six human basic emotions. And they are happiness, surprise, fear, anger, sadness, and disgust. This shows us clearly we have to work really, 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 really hard to be happy in this life. Two out of the six basic emotions are the feel-good, high-vibing emotions. That right there just literally woke me up and just like was like a wow moment for me. So like think of it, 66% of us walking around are in those low-vibing vibrations. So as a fitness professional, why not tap into this? I think that's huge. It is huge. And I can't believe that only two out of the six are the happy ones. So we have to put some time and effort into this. How will we apply it to our, our workouts? How will we connect emotions to workouts, Nikki? So physically, when it comes to our movements, we have push movements, we have pull movements. Some say like in yoga, we have the reaching movements, reaching high. And then we also have spinal rotations. So when it comes to push movements, say like, for an example, a push-up or a chest press, a dumbbell chest press. Physically and emotionally, push away what's no longer serving you. Push away the ish, the stress in your life that's making you feel less than. Push away any doubt or fear that you have built up within your body. When it comes to your pulling motions, think about pulling into the body, like your cable rows, your dumbbell rows. Anything that's pulling into the body, 
pull what you need more into your life and those motions, movements. Pull in more love, more peace, more happiness, more confidence, maybe more patience for that day. You know, whatever it is, you know, pull it into yourself. Um, when it comes to reaching in yoga, I like to say reach for your goals. Reach for what's important in your life. Reaching for the things that you're working so hard towards. Reach high. Trust your abilities. Trust your movement. Stand tall. If I asked you to stand tall right now, reach high overhead. Could you stand tall confidently in your abilities? Finding strength and balance. I sure would try. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know you would. Um, And then lastly is your spinal rotations, your movement. So think of this as a Russian twist with a medicine ball or just body weight. Um, Twisting, it's the wringing out of any toxins, any junk, toxic people, toxic things in your life that you need to let go of, wring it out, twist it out. Oh my God. So Nikki, this all sounds really practical and good. I, I, I Like I'm hearing it and I'm like, I want to try all of it. It's so easy and natural. Is there any science behind all of this? Thankfully, yes. Um, there has been some good science uh, research happening. Um, there's a wonderful TED talk that you can Google and listen to um, that's led by Amy Cuddy. Um, she talks about postural feedback, power postures. And um, it is a hypothesis in psychology, which tells us that by assuming a power posture, we can boost self-confidence and reduce anxiety and cope better with stress. In her TED Talk, she defines high-power nonverbal displays as open and expansive. Her research um, actually confirms that high power posture experiences elevate a testosterone within the body. It decreases our cortisol and it increases our overall feelings of power, having power. Um, In 2016, her research at Harvard, so this is great information, um, confirmed that chemical changes happens in the body by just holding a power posture for two minutes a day. So you better believe that I held a power posture for two minutes before our, you know, interview today, just to bring up some more <laughs> confidence, you know, within myself and having all the words. But it, 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 there's something to it. So give it a try later today and see how you feel. Obviously, it's working for you. But is it so? Did you? What was your power posture today? Like, would it be like raising? Well, they say I've I've heard or read somewhere that like if you raise your arms like in a victory pose, like when you win a race, when you cross the finish line, you raise your arms. Oh my gosh! Yes, um, I did. Like it. even if you, yes, no, that was the one I did today. So I just stood up nice uh, with my feet nice and wide. Of course, my knees soft. Just took my hands over my head and just opened up. Just took some good breaths, um, you know, to feel confident taking up space in this world. Because, you know, um, sometimes we feel like our voice doesn't matter and everyone's voices matter. So um, it just brings the confidence out of you. And 
you know, going back to your example, just going to see little kids run in their little like one mile runs, you know, you're just seeing them all just raising their hands up overhead when they cross the finish line. It's the sweetest thing to see. But like at young ages, just simply right there, that's a confident, they feel confident. So it just shows you body language for sure. I just thought of that. Like that's what came to my mind is children. It's playful. It's happy. It's I did it. It's accomplish based. And I, so much of that is within ourselves. And if we give ourselves a chance, what I love about this interview is that we've been talking about things that are so natural, so easy, you know, just ways to um, get the gunk out and um, really move our bodies in a very beautiful way. And, and, and it truly is a gift. There's, this, there's an author, James Allen, and he writes about the connection of the mind to the body. And you even said this, you even said, and we're going to talk about it in another episode about how our cells really respond to our thoughts. Exactly. But that is, you know, it's all, yeah, that's a whole other uh, thing. But yeah, everything is just truly connected. And it's just how deep do you really want to go in your life? Like, you know, things, you know, life is tough, but so so are we. So just, taking the time to get to know yourself on a deeper level. Um, it's why we're here. It's our human experience. Hey, listen, I'm willing to cry after a workout or during it. <laughs> well, I'm sure like even being on the treadmill sometimes, you know, you're just thinking all the things you just cry. I know I've cried in races. I'm yeah. not going to hold that in. I'm just going to let no. it, you know. You exactly. let it go. I um, was training for a half marathon with an ultra marathoner. She was one tough cookie. Lisa Menninger, this babe, she's and she's a coach and she's educated. She's now got her um, PhD in, I think, psychology. And we would go to the track and I, I would be so nervous to run with her because she really pushed me in a, in a very... Uh, in a healthy way. I was ready to be pushed. I trained for that push. And when I would finish, let's say my, you know, timed lap, there were a couple of times where I did really cry my eyes out, just feeling so proud of myself for completing that task. And sometimes, exactly. sometimes it's not about, it's not just about like, hey, I'm getting faster, but hey, I'm getting stronger too. I'm getting mentally, I'm connecting everything. I, I know I can get through this. So uh, yes, that's that's amazing. Good for you for training. This that's not an easy task. It was, you it, know, was it was but, dedication, discipline. And it was she was like so special because there was one time we were on the track, and I was making all these excuses. I, I just like you know what, it, today it's not going to happen. I you know I'm not feeling. I'm having my female female stuffs going on, and I have a stomach ache, and it's so hot out here. It was it was like 85 degrees. We were on the track. And so she said, okay, well, um, I'll just sit here and read my book then. And she just, she brought a chair. We were in the track and she just did not scold me, yell at me. She just sat on the chair and started reading her book. And she said, you're not <laughs> oh leaving. She said, you are not leaving. We're going to sit here for one hour. I don't care what you do. If you're not going to do your laps, do whatever you want, but I'm going to sit here and read and watch you. I'm going to read my book. Do you know, Nikki, that I was so embarrassed that I'm like, screw that. <laughs> That's I, hysterical. She's a pistol. So it went, but I was ready for that. I was, she, she had been working with me for like two years. So she knew 
Like that day she knew I was just afraid. I wasn't just not feeling well. Mm -hmm. I was just afraid that day. Yeah. Oh, and you faced your fears. You got through those emotions and you did it. I did it. I did. I was, I was, I sweated five pounds off. (laughs) But anyways, so, well, this has been terrific. You know, I I really think Uh that there's so much to this and we have to face our emotions. And uh, if we can combine them and pair them correctly with a workout, push it away, pull it in, twist it away, you know, all that stuff. I think it makes perfect sense. Is there a, um, you know, is there a final thought that you want to share with folks that are listening um, that would like to really make their movement joyful? To make their movement joyful is just kind of circling back to what you said at the beginning of this is doing what, do what you love. Like it doesn't have to be so strict and just blah, you know, do movement that makes you feel good and confident. Like if it's just going out for a walk of the day, like anything, um, getting some sunshine and jumping rope, going and doing cartwheels, like getting that childlike wonder back, um, whatever it, it is, just make sure you're doing movement that feels good to you and not what, you know, the set trend is, you know, to not to go too deep with that, but just do what what's going to make you feel good in the journey that you are in in the current of life. Nikki Graybell, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure having you today to talk about emotions and fitness. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, cala. This Ola Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. Are you a person of growth? Are you a person seeking health and well-being? Are you a person who down deep has so much to give and be? Truly, we each have the potential to encompass all of which I described if we dig deep enough and listen to our hearts for what is best for us. Today, practice one method, which turns into a daily method, to allow your heart and mind to hear the way to your best cafe. What's mine? 15 minutes of daily silence with a prayer of the heart. Olakala, all is well when you dig deep and listen to your heart. Kiki Vale is the founder of Cafe Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.